welcome to Outspoken, a Lawrence and Schiller podcast about marketing, advertising, and the technology that drives them. I'm your co-host, Trevor Patch. And I'm your co-host, Travis Adney. Every episode, we're going to dive into a new specific topic and have some very special and unique guests on the show. And today we have a very special guest. This is a first to us. Uh, he is a local community leader, philanthropist, but we best know him as the president and CEO of Lawrence and Schiller, where we're coming to you from now. And as of this year, he is officially a book author. Please welcome Scott Lawrence. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to be on Outspoken. Of course. Where you have some special and unique guests. Yeah, very unique. I, and I noticed I was special, um, <laughs> but I am somewhat unique. So um, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, I mentioned that you're an author, and that's obviously what we wanted to talk to you most about mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a new book out this year called The Leader of the Band, Leadership Lessons from the Kids Who Made Me a Better CEO. What uh, can you tell us about your new book? Well, first of all, it's a great question. Uh, I always wanted to write a book, and uh, the more I thought about it, the more many things that I learned in my previous career, which was being a band director, applied to uh, leading the band that uh, I've called Lawrence and Schiller for 35 years. So it was just fun to think of the things that I learned and think of how they apply today and to put those into leadership lessons because uh, we've got a pretty good band here, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. we can go to contests and get a one, so, you know? <laughs> so specifically about leaders and helping become a leader of, of organizations and a band, would you say that you don't have to be a leader necessarily to read the book, Scott, or is this kind of speaking to a, a very niche audience? This book, that's the nice thing about it, Travis, is I've had a lot of comments from a lot of different people that aren't in any position, anything like mine. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership happens everywhere, okay? Uh, when you're leading a project, Travis, you got to be a leader, right? That's absolutely you know, true. you're leading it, and they look to you for leadership skills. Trevor, when you're looking at a new uh, technology initiative at the company, you have to lead that. So, leadership is everywhere. It just comes at different levels Mm -hmm. and different roles and responsibilities come at different levels of leadership. But it doesn't matter if you're uh, an intern. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're in your first year. It doesn't matter if you've been here five years, 10 years, or any business you're in, leadership plays a role. And I tried to write it so that from a leadership lesson, it could be applicable to any circumstance in life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not only, even in business, there's some life lessons in it as well. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned some of the stories. Oh, yeah. How did you land on those stories, and what was the process of getting those outlined and into the actual book? Uh, stories are what make the world go round. And I had some pretty good ones, some of which I left out. Uh, <laughs> but as we started, uh, I sat down with the publisher and the writer, and they just started asking me questions. And then these stories started coming out. And I just got to talk, and and a day and a half later, they had uh, just all this material. And they all revolved around a story, and then we went back and looked at the material and thought, hey, we can separate those out into different lessons, and uh, we can make that the subject for our chapters, our leadership lessons. And uh, it kind of evolved that way. It was basically 72 hours of me just talking. (laughs) Having read it and having spent time with you, you could really tell it was your voice as we were reading it. I could almost hear it. Uh, Do you have a favorite of the ones that are in the book? I'm also curious at what didn't make the cut, the stories that didn't didn't quite make it into the book, because maybe uh, for one reason or another. Well, 
I'm sure you've heard the story of our little uh, trip to Washington, D.C. I mentioned yeah. it in the book about mm-hmm. winning the trophy, right? Uh, but what you didn't know is that uh, that night at the mall in Washington, D.C., with Neil Diamond banging Coming to America in front of 700,000 people, I took the whole band there and I lost two kids. <laughs> and uh, I, I learned a lesson that night, but I didn't want to go into it because I told the kids before we left, you know, we're going to be in a big city. And these are rural kids, right? Yeah. Some of them had probably not been out of South Dakota. Yeah. And I said, if something happens, you get lost, something happens, contact a policeman. So we lose two kids. We searched frantically, and then I said, let's go to the lost and found, to the ranger station, because they had mounted rangers all over this thing. Sure enough, there they were. And they were scared, but they were, it was good. But what I found out was one of the kids, an eighth grader, found a telephone and tried to call his parents. <laughs> now, that would have not been good. The operator told him, you know, where are you? Well, I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm lost. Uh, what happened? Um, would you probably think you should go just tell a policeman and then they'll find you? Oh, okay, that'd probably be a good idea. They, they did tell me to do that. So uh, fortunately, you know, that now I'm dating myself because, you know, this is 1983. Uh, we still had operators and pay phones, right? Yep. But uh, that's a story that I left out. That was another another piece of it. And then it made us late getting away from the mall. Our bus drivers were timing out. And as we were pulling out, a car pulled in front of one of our buses, the bus that I was on. The bus driver calmly opens the door, walks out of the bus, walks up to the car that pulled in front of us and all this traffic, taps on the window, the driver rolls the window down, and our bus driver proceeds to pop him right in the jaw. (laughs) So we had to run off, get him, and get him back on the bus and say, get us back to the hotel, quick. All right. So anyway, that's that's a story I left out. But it's kind of fun. I got yeah. a, I got a million yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love how that's the difference between. I mean, arguably, or that that was one of my favorite chapters of the book was that experience with those kids. Because, like you said, most of them hadn't made a long distance phone call, let alone traveled across the continental yeah. United yeah. States. It was a, a new experience. And and that was like your guys' Super Bowl, essentially. It was. Was that parade, and you yep. also had a, almost a catastrophic event yeah. in the yeah. meantime. Yeah, you heard the good stuff, uh, the rain coming down and us winning the trophy, but you didn't hear about that. But that's, I think, a lesson in itself as we bring it up, is that, you know, with every good, you're going to have some bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys know well here in the agency business, that uh, you're going to have some up periods and you're going to have some down periods. But what you got to do is you just got to keep after it because nothing good ever comes easy. And uh, there was a lot of work that went into that. There's a lot of work that goes into the agency business. There's a lot of work that goes into being a leader. You got to think about it no matter where you're at in an organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that lends itself to a little bit about, you talk a lot about change in the book. And that's probably mm-hmm. something very important to focus on for leaders. Why do you think that's such an important thing that leaders need to focus on is, is change? Well, um, uh, I read a book sometime back, probably in the 80s sometime, that was the title of it was, If It Ain't Broke, Break It. <laughs> it was kind of a, a great story into the fact that changing your business, adapting models is always something that you have to be doing. We did it back in um, 2004 or five, uh, you know, and I believe that our industry is changing. The advertising, the marketing field is changing so rapidly that uh, change is going to be something that's going to be here for the duration. Will ad agencies go away? Never. They've been here since the beginning of commerce, you know. 
Ogilvy and Mather, some of the greats, been around for a century. Um, but the fact of the matter is, change is, is, happens in everybody's life. It's like, Trevor, you had your first child. Your life changed, didn't it? Yeah, quite a bit. And were you ready for the change? You had, right? Yeah, you got yeah. nurseries ready, whatever. You're changing. Life is always changing. And if you cannot accept change, you are in for a lot of misery, you know? Because mm-hmm. change will be there. It, things will change whether you adapt and you can get out in front or you can lag behind. Mm-hmm. And getting out in front of it and always being aware of it is very, very important. I think that that's so important that uh, one thing you'll notice on, on this episode is that Scott's calling out, you know, personal stories or, you know, you can, you can name off big events in our lives or, or what we do each and every day. And I think that lends itself to one of the early chapters of the book of, of having the cups of coffee in, in the kitchen. And yep. I think that that's just, that's a great analogy and a great story. And I think that that, it was a really strong lead into the book um, and such a fun, fun story that that was just your process. You were methodical about understanding what the landscape of, of your environment was. Uh-huh. That's, hey, thanks for bringing that one up. Coffee in the kitchen, no matter where you are, no matter who you work for, uh, no matter what you do, that just shows the importance of, in an age where we communicate via email and text and phone, you know, that's become kind of a way of life. Uh, relationships, open dialogue with one another, looking each other in the eye, you'll never replace it. And as soon as we try to replace it, things become sterile and impersonal. Um, I'm a big, big believer in that. If you are an intern that comes into our shop or into, you know, listeners, you know, you get a new employee, Encourage them, go around, ask questions, because everybody will answer them. People like to be asked questions. People like to be asked questions. People like to be asked questions about themselves, you know? We had this uh, copywriter come in, uh, Blair's her name, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I saw her getting around, asking questions and making friends. Helps the transition considerably, and that's a valuable, valuable lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, transitioning a little bit, still talking about leadership, who are some of your favorite and most influential leaders, and uh, what have they taught you? Or were they book authors, and, and yeah. did they inspire you to write a book, or did you just see what they were doing and was like, hey, I can kind of uh, tell stories about this? Well, um, there's a number of them, probably most, you know, there's there's just a lot of them. Um, I've read a lot of uh, Winston Churchill stuff, um, and I admired what he went through, how he did it, and what he had to get done. I'm trying to remember the football coach's name now. Um, it'll come to me. He's I've always kind of read his stuff and liked the way he inspired and led. Mm-hmm. Lou Holtz. Oh, uh, good old Lou. Yeah, good old <laughs> Lou, right? And, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from a good friend of mine and leader in town here, uh, Dana Dykehouse, First Premier Bank. And he taught me just a valuable lesson about community service and the importance of it. He also taught me that it doesn't matter how busy you get. If somebody reaches out to you, you got to get back to them. I mean, that's just a small little bit of what I've learned from him. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of different influential leaders that I have. There's leaders in the advertising industry. You can go back and read Ogilvy on advertising. What an inspiring book. Barry Waxman. There's a bunch of them out there. I look to a lot of them to pick up secrets and different things. Yeah. We're going to have to add those to our reading list. I, I think we might have to pick up Lou Holtz's book. I couldn't have named that coach if you had asked me for help. So yeah. I'm Lou glad Holtz. Of it. Okay. Well, Lou's interesting because, yeah, he's in the sports world. And he talked about band. And you made some analogies in the book between athletics and between, 
you know, arts of, of a different breed. But in my book specifically, you wrote in the cover, every band needs some jocks to make us better. And I'm really curious of how jocks can make the band better. Hey, okay. First of all, jocks compete, right? They do. Yeah. You play sports because you want to win. And winning is important and having winning attitudes are important. And also, jocks learn how to lose because they don't always win, right? And they learn the value of losing. Now, does that mean I want a whole agency full of jocks? No, no. And, and, I, and I use the word jocks to describe men and women who have played sports. But I always in interviews ask, because what would you do for extracurricular activities? Yep. And if they say, well, I was in marching band or I was play basketball or whatever, those are team sports, Right. Athletics, with the exception, even if you're a golfer, I mean, you're playing on the golf team and you want to win, although it's a very individual sport or cross country, it's, it's all about team and team is good. So, you know, I put that in there because I think back, uh, Travis, to your picture of uh, the, the, peer, uh, the, the, the peer uniform, you know, and I think that's fantastic. And um, it teaches you how to win no matter what. Yeah. And we'll I thought put you... those pictures up online for people to see. <laughs> yeah, post yeah. it. You got to post. Yeah. We'll put those up. You got to post Travis. <laughs> those picture. need to die at some point. Yeah. Or... And uh, I learned that. And, and you know, um, speaking of jocks, back when I was the band director of Wakanda, there was only seventy-eight kids in the whole high school. Wow. All right. I had seventy-two kids in the band. Wow, that's a good participation. I, I had some. I had some junior high kids in there. That okay, is but I figured. I'll, uh, you know, I'll help the football coach and the basketball coach out with what they want. And uh, we became famous doing halftime marching shows. And the coach would let the guys come out in their football uniforms, pick up their instruments and play, yeah. you know. So, I mean, you work together, yeah. teamwork, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and one of those coaches, inevitably along the way, I don't want to give away too much here, but taught you about the importance of celebrating good wins. And I right. think that that was really cool to see the bridge that you created between your area, your department, if you will, um, being the band, and then the, the athletics. Yeah. With two yeah. different very agendas, uh -huh. but, you know, you kind of bridge that gap. That was really cool to read. So, Scott, how can people get the book? And then also, what kind of response have you seen to the book so far? Well, I have uh, distributed a number of hardcover copies, and those are available upon request to the uh, uh, Lawrence & Schiller website, www.l-s.com, where you may or may not be on and listening to this podcast, but it's also available on Amazon Kindle. It's yep. there. So uh, I've seen some really good response. I, I'm getting royalty checks. <laughs> so I'm sure they're huge. How know. many? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you how many, gentlemen, because I don't really watch it that closely, but mm -hmm. I do know that it's out there and I'm getting comments. I get comments yeah. from people. Hey, yep. read your book. Just want you to know. Or yeah. Somebody out of the blue years ago or ran into in the business world in Iowa or Missoula write me an email. Hey, love your book, that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, I did not write the book to have it be a moneymaker. I wrote it to kind of get some thoughts on paper and uh, to hopefully take it in to do things like this mm -hmm. with the uh, Outspoken and with the podcasts. And uh, just so you know, it is available, as I said, on Amazon, um, but there is another book in the works. Oh, I did not know that. That's all I'll say a at this point. That's a bombshell. <laughs> yeah. That's a bombshell. Yeah. Well, more on the LNS site, we are doing uh, a free first chapter, um, which, as Scott mentioned, l-s.com. 
um, leader of the band, and you'll be able to kind of get that intro. And like I said, that's you know some of my favorite parts of the book was um, that's when we first start talking about coffee in the kitchen, which is mm-hmm. some cool story. And then yeah, go out on Amazon and and everywhere else it's distributed and and get a copy of it. Yeah. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us today and talking and, about and, the book. And uh, just to add one more thing, yeah. I do now have a, a leadership series that I can take out, that I can go to companies and talk about leadership to all levels of the company and uh, have used this book as kind of the outline for, yeah. for the process. But I can go out and give any, any team, you know, 10 good steps, 10 good things to think about as they look at how they want to expand their career, move into leadership, become a better leader, those kind of things. Yep, and you can find ways to reach Scott uh, on the website, same website, l-s.com, and uh, give him a call. He's got a lot of good stuff to say. We've been listening to it for years. He always gets us amped up, so... Scott, once again. That's very kind of you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure hearing about the book. Uh, Go find it now on Amazon, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Well, thanks again to our guest, Mr. Scott Lawrence, president and CEO of Lawrence & Schiller. Today, obviously, we talked about audio and, and how people are consuming you know, traditional forms of media in kind of new age ways, one of them being, you know, digital versions of the book. We talked about how that is um, specifically on Amazon. You know, people are listening to audio books. Um, kind of the tie here today is how audio plays into the world of, of voice. We've talked about voice search, but now we're, we're getting into a really interesting area, which is um, voice-enabled ads, um, streaming services. These are all things that are uh, living within your pocket, quite literally. And, and people have a variety of different types of apps, whether it's, um, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, the list goes on and on. And so we want to talk a little bit today about um, how advertising is kind of making their way into this space and whether it's going to be successful or not. Which Uh, is fitting. I mean, we're on a podcast and we're going to talk about about a podcast. Yeah, talking about It's a podcast black hole um, (laughs) that we're creating here at Terran Time. And let's first talk about streaming ad services, streaming service ads, um, how those are I guess flooding into any of your streaming services that you have on your on your phones, on any of your IoT devices. Talk a little bit about that, Trev. Sure. So, I mean, when we're talking about audio ads, that covers a lot of things. Uh, obviously, terrestrial radio. I mean, we could even get into that, but we want to look at how technology is really pushing audio advertising uh, into the future. And it's not something that's dying. Uh, our audio engineer who's listening right now, I'm sure, is happy to hear that and would agree uh, <laughs> that audio is only growing more and more. It's just moving more into the online space. And where we see a lot of that, obviously, is streaming music services. Uh, so we work with those a lot here at Lawrence & Schiller, but the big ones are obviously Spotify and Pandora. And they've got huge networks of ad-supported listeners in the hundreds of millions. So these are people who every day when they're listening to music online, uh, we have the opportunity to serve them ads based on their listening behaviors and where they are and everything like that. So where we're seeing some cool innovation in this space is Spotify recently has actually released some new features. So when you're placing your ads, not only can you try to target people by demographic, but they're going to let you try to target people by what they think they're doing while they're listening. So are they are they chilling? Are they working out? If you wanted to serve someone an ad when Spotify thinks they're working out, you can actually do that. So that could be a great use case for any athletic or health brand. 
so this is very cool. They don't release full details. Spotify typically is pretty closed about a lot of their technology. Uh, we can assume that it's a mixture of factors like what are they listening to, um, what device info are they getting from the phone as far as movement, because I know Spotify has some cool features where they actually will uh, tap into the sensors. Tap into the sensors. Uh, that's some of their workout playlists use that feature. So uh, that could be something very interesting. You can also target just by uh, different times of the day um, and a lot of other factors. So that's something that uh, brands can be thinking about as they're thinking, do we want to get into online advertising on you know audio streaming services? Right. You still have a lot of that, that control of how you can get your ad in front of people um, and you can improve on that and, and, and let people listen. I mean, this isn't a popular p- opinion, but especially because I work at a, at a market agency, but why are you just paying the $9 to not have the ads? It, it doesn't make sense. People spend way more money for way more useless things. I don't know. Maybe I just love music too much, but yeah, uh, yeah. probably shouldn't say that. You know, I, we we don't uh, we can't be using ad blockers and things like that on our browsers. So yeah, we probably people, shouldn't pay for. Spotify. We want people to listen to those ads. I guess either way, you're you're supporting right. Spotify and they're getting something in their pocket. But I used to actually disagree. I thought free was fine. Uh, I was like, I don't care about paying the subscription. And then once I went premium, I can't go back. So yeah, now I stuff. agree with you. But I mean, there there still is that that audience base, that segment, like you said, hundreds of millions that are a little bit more on the frugal end and, and we'll be hearing those those placements. Yeah. And then just uh, real quickly, some other things. Um, you can also do programmatic ad buys uh, with Spotify now. I'm not sure on Pandora. Uh, I couldn't find anything on that uh, directly. but So that's another thing that can be great for when you're placing ads on some of these uh, streaming services. Uh, they'll actually do the programmatic ad buys for you, making it a lot more seamless and a lot right. easier to get your ads in front of the right people. So they're well, continuing to evolve and meet a lot of the, the digital advertising standards that we uh, we need. I mean, and really the, the next evolution of this is the voice-enabled ads. It's kind of going, it's the difference between kind of a, a static piece of content versus something that's truly interactive. And for those of you that aren't as familiar with voice-enabled ads, um, this is something that isn't in the mass market quite yet. Um, it's still kind of in the beta and, and testing phase specifically for both Spotify and Pandora. There's a certain um, group of users who are who are being tested um, for voice-enabled ads. And essentially what it is is um, intermittently through while you're listening, um, you will receive an ad where it will prompt you with a question or a call to action, a CTA, where um, in order for this to, instead of seeing it with your eyes or, or being distracted, I mean, I think there's a big a big push there for safety, it'll actually just come over the air and then ask you if you'd like to learn more, buy it, you know, open a page, download an app, um, skip the ad entirely, or remind the person later. And so I think that that's just absolutely incredible that now you're able to <laughs> to interact or have a dialogue with an yeah. ad unit, and it's smart enough or sophisticated enough to move you into kind of the, the conversion funnel. Yeah, and this is the next step that's very, very new uh, for audio advertising that we're seeing just now on Spotify. They're doing it themselves. And then Pandora and SoundCloud and a couple others have partnered with a, an advertising company called Instreamatic, uh, who we've spoken to here at Lawrence & Schiller. But just like you said, it's just the same as when you would hear an ad normally on Pandora, but instead of the normal call to action of visit this website or um, you know go find information about this brand or product, at the very end it says, would you like to learn more? And it, it pauses and it, it engages your mic. So typically these ads are only running on mobile devices at the moment. Uh, there is the potential that they'll be running on, you know, in-home voice devices like the Google Home and Alexa eventually. But something that I guess was just a natural progression of, of how we interact with devices now through voice, 
uh, Spotify and Pandora, and those guys are getting in on that action. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. There's been very limited runs of it so far. Uh, only a few brands have have run it. Have you seen it, anyone it that makes did it so well? much? It makes so much sense because I mean, you can guarantee the delivery of the ad, and you can guarantee that the person is going to listen to it. Um, a lot of hot topics in, in advertising is, you know, accidental conversions or accidental engagements, and it kind of eliminates all of that opportunity for bias or error because you're not focusing on a click or a tap target per se. Um, the person actually has to opt into this, which is, you know, that's that's 100%. They they were definitely interested into um, in that specific ad unit. So I think that that that's just something that we're going to see continue to catch on fire and and um, get mass attention. Now, let's jump into our final topic, my favorite, something I feel like I've probably annoyed people with a lot over the years, talking about a little too much, but let's talk about podcast advertising. Media calendar after media calendar, (laughs) Trevor's suggesting that uh, we do podcast advertising. Yeah, and You're passionate about it. I do. I I mean, I love podcasts in general. I've created one with you, Travis. Uh, I've listened to them on a weekly basis. What are some of your favorites, Trev? Some of my favorites. I've listened to Comedy Bang Bang with Scott Ackerman since 2009 every week. OG. Uh, You're an OG. I got, yeah, 10 years on that one. Uh, my Brother, My Brother, and Me, uh, Reply All. There's there's so many out there right now. It, honestly, it eats up my time if I'm not careful. But what we really want to talk about is the advertising dollars that are going into podcasts these days. That's another area that it has only continued to grow, and it kind of came from the background. It wasn't until probably 2014 when Serial hit the mainstream that people really started to think about podcasts more, and then you started to see bigger brands also move into podcast advertising, especially the the, the online uh, startup companies like Squarespace, all the different mattress companies that are out there now, all the different food delivery companies, they really thrive in podcast advertising because they exist online, so they're everywhere. They can, so they're reaching a national audience for a low budget by using podcast ads is the perfect space for them. But just to talk a little bit about the mechanics of podcast advertising. Yeah, let's talk the mechanics. Just so that everyone can be on the same page. By the way, we don't have any ads on this podcast. If you would like to advertise on Outspoken, please reach out to our producer, You would get this this space right here. Um, (laughs) We could be talking about your brand right now. Jim's Pizza, (laughs) largest pepperonis in the tri-state area. Give us a call. Opt in now. (laughs) That's true. I do love Jim's Pizza. Uh, well, those pepperonis. But when it comes to podcast ads, there's typically at least three spaces that you could sell in your podcast. That's the pre-roll. That's right at the beginning. The mid-roll that comes at least once in the middle, but you can do multiple. And then the post-roll at the end. Usually you want to try and buy the mid-roll. Uh, that's the ad. coveted spot. That's the hot one because people are in the middle of listening to content and they don't want to necessarily skip through it because they might miss part of what they want to listen to. So that's that's the pole position. That's where you're going to get the most listeners. So those are usually more expensive. Uh, next up, you want to, the pre-roll is probably your next best bet because people are still engaged right at the beginning. They're listening. And then the post-roll is usually cheaper, uh, least desirable because at that point people are starting to sign out and, and not listen as much. It blows my mind, honestly. It, like podcast has this cult following. It's a bunch of, I mean, it's a bunch of weirdos like you, Trev, that – it is exactly that. It's a cult-like following where engagement and loyalty is so high that um, it it makes perfect sense for for brands to be able to be in that area because people are listening, people are paying attention. They're not, you know, it whether it's passive listening or not, it's gonna it's going to make an impression and make a difference. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. I don't understand you guys. Yeah. Weirdos. And it's it's not just weirdos anymore. I mean, there's podcasts for literally everything. Sports, hunting. Politics, uh, education, arts, and entertainment. There's a podcast for everyone out there. And podcast revenue, advertising revenue, is projected to hit $1 billion by 2021, which has skyrocketed in the last few years. So... Again, it's not going to go away anytime soon. It's something to think about as part of uh, an overall campaign, especially for national brands. And there's a lot of different ways to do it now. I mean, there's a lot of different podcast networks out there that you can go through digitally. They'll place your ad for you. It's very easy. And you can have uh, a host of a podcast read your ad directly. I was going to say, yeah, there's kind of two different two differences, right? I mean, there's, there's a pre-produce, which is kind of what you think of as traditional type of advertising. And then yep. you really get crafty if, if you have the host read it, kind of like I did for Jim's Pizza. Yeah, just uh, like your Jim's ago. Pizza ad. And the, what's really great about the host reading your ad is the people have trust with their podcast hosts because they listen to them on a weekly basis typically. They like them. They trust them. So having that voice read your ad really builds a lot of trust and value behind the words that they're saying. So you're getting a great deal on that, that podcast ad buy. So much Jim's Pizza. So much Jim's Pizza. Uh, are you done talking about podcast think, ads or do you, mean, do you have anything else to, to I know I could probably go baby? on a little bit further, but I think we've covered at least the high points and people are already probably starting to nod off, even though I'm sure that these people love podcasts as well. So what else do you have, Travis? I specifically would like to move into a, a third segment, which is... Something, I, I mean, as you know, uh, we like to have a little bit of fun on these podcasts in the form of quirky little games or kitschy little, you know, contests, things like that. But specifically today, we have Name That Noise. That's right. I wish we had a little music tag to play. Name right That when you Noise. Said that. Name it. Perfect. Hey, there you go. <laughs> we'll I will say that. you're at it. I will sing your jingle. Um, but yes, Name That Noise. Um, it's going to be just a really short segment. I guess you can call it a competition yeah. of who who has the better ear. So without any visual aid, without any uh, notice of of what I'm about to play for Trevor and what Trevor plays for me, we're going to try and see who has more recognizable content or who can figure out what the heck you're listening That's to. That's right. We're going to play each other a noise and try to stump each other. So Travis, why don't you start? And I'll try to identify this. All right, let, let's get it. And we're going to start off really easy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know this, then we have a problem. Let me cue it up here. Start it over. Oh. Would you like that one more time? Yeah, one more time, please. Now, this feels like, is this an Apple sound effect? This is not Apple. I'm iOS, you're Android, but yeah. it's not Apple. Uh, is that Slack notification? Ding, ding, ding. Is that, that is a Slack <laughs> notification. Um, for those that, at, at our agency who fail to turn off their, their, their audio or their sound when they move into meetings, that's what you hear is it. <laughs> yes. I mean, one point to right, you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, here's some uh, sound effects that I'm sure you'll recognize if you're a fan of any sort of pop culture. Let me cue this one up. That is a stormtrooper um, shooting their their laser gun. There's probably an official name for it. There's many hardcore Star Wars fans at at Lawrence and Schiller, so they're gonna riot when they hear that (laughs) I I called it just a laser gun. But that's that's a straight up uh, Jedi fight there. Yep. If you're not using lightsabers, you nailed it. A lot of recognizable sounds from Star Wars. uh, Pew pew. FYI. I would have liked to hear a Wookiee call coming from you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one um, is is very specific to to me, but you know me very, very well, Trevor. And mm-hmm. so it's going to be really, really quick because I think there's some licensing issues here, but we're going to go for it. Don't believe him, just watch. <laughs> 
I don't know oh. if I can play that back. Let me see if I can try it one more time. That's Bruno Mars. That is me auto-tuned to oh. Bruno Mars. Um, in college, uh, I did a really poor Christmas cover of Bruno yes. Mars' Uptown Funk. Yeah. Um, named it Christmas Funk. I don't think that this this URL is going to make it into the comments. No, of the I was going to say, fans watch for that video. Because uh, I don't think we license the music. But, I mean, I, I think I'm going to give you a half point on that. Because you had the original song. It's it. just, I've played you this cover. And arguably the cover is better than the original. Yeah, I think that made the rounds uh, around the agency at Christmas time. Just like my senior photo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Travis, here's another one for you. Now, this is from nothing specific, but I'm sure you'll recognize it. If you have anything, uh, just give me an answer. Oh, man. Let me do that one more time. Okay. Is it possible to give me two Star Wars references? That sounds like somebody, like, falling off of the Death Star into an abyss or something. You know, I'm going to give you a half point also because while it does appear in Star Wars, that is the Wilhelm scream, and it's in dozens and dozens of movies. Interesting. Uh, yes. Well, we're hearing from from the back here that it's in everything, and apparently I haven't watched everything, so. Yep. Well, now you know, a little piece of movie trivia for you, That's the Wilhelm scream. Um, I'm excited for this one. This, one, this one's got to be so easy. That's the sound of a good time. You're making me want to settle into the couch for the evening. That's the sound of a good time. That is the Netflix intro. That is the Netflix God. intro. Yeah. I love They've that recently sounds. changed it up, but still have the same, uh, for the originals, the Netflix originals, they have kind of that cool color montage, but still the same noise, and it's yeah. it's uh, that's arguably in, in every millennial's household. That was a good one. That, I'm impressed. Well done, Travis. I two more, at that. least on my end. I don't know how uh, many you I've got. got a couple as well. Okay, here's one. If you need any hints, let me know, but I, I think you might be able to get it. What is with these lasers? Oh. Is that 007? Yep. And I put a little extra in there for, uh, so you can recognize it. But yep, that is Goldeneye uh, with the iconic little gun pew, pew, pew. That is N64 play paintball <laughs> match. Uh, that's, that's a nerd joke that, that some techie nerds will get. But yeah, that one's pretty easy. Uh, good luck with this one, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Give me, can you give me anything? Is that an animal of some sort? That is an animal. Okay. Is it a duck? Uh, no, I'll give you one more guess. This thing is adorable. Is it a small dog? It's a small goat. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a small goat. I mean, give that a lit. <laughs> it's just, it's a talkative little bugger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not adorable. I had to throw that in there. I didn't expect you to get that. Yeah, but I, baby goats are all the rage. You'll use them in yoga. You'll use them on the farm. However, you're gonna use them. <laughs> all right, here's my last one. You have one okay, more. Right? I have one more okay. after this. Here's this. Listen closely. Wow! 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 That was a little fuzzy. The fact that that was recorded on a on a Motorola Razor <laughs> cell phone. Yeah. Um, that came through much worse than I thought it would. Let's see if we can give it one more play here. Wow! Wow! Absolutely drawing a blank. Nothing. Okay, that's understandable. That is a clip of Owen Wilson saying wow oh. in three different movies. See, if yeah. I would have seen the nose, I yeah. would have understood yeah. that it was Owen Wilson because that thing is like a, yeah. a lightning bolt. But Yeah, you can go and look at the montage of him saying wow, wow in every movie wow. he's ever been in. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. That that does make more sense. All right, I'm I'm ending on a local one. This one, if you're in the Sioux Falls market, you've got to know this. It's just going to do a short clip because you would know it if I played the whole thing. But I don't know if it's video games or what. Boy. Oh, my gosh, that was so quick. <laughs> he says, I don't know if it's video games or what. Uh, local celebrity, uh, you know, the talk of many late night shows and, right. and viral clips. Uh, our man Scott Hoy saying what? Well, Travis, I think it's safe to say that you won that round, or did we tie? Uh, I don't know. You'd miss my baby goat, <laughs> but I also missed. Uh, no, I missed two. I'm going to say that you also. won anyway. So congratulations, you won our silly little game Thank about you. audio clips. Just so you guys know, the the next podcast episode, this will not be anything like the next game that we play. So we like to create these from scratch. And for better or worse, um, there will be a new game uh, on the next episode. Yep. And we'll be back with a different topic and a different guest. Uh, Thanks again to our guest, Scott Lawrence, today. And you can find that book at l-s.com slash leader of the band. Check it out. It's a great book. And that's all for us today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm Trevor Patch. And I'm Travis Adney. And thanks for listening to Outspoken by LNS. Thank you.